0: and welcome back to the interleague podcast as always i'm your host co-host co-host chris <laughs> with me is my co-host Spags. i don't know why i wanted to say i was host but let me finish it uh today marks 38 days left until opening day whereas i found out today more than one team will play on this episode you'll find out who spags um your turn
1: I think it's worth noting that every opening day in baseball history, more than one team has played. It's not true. That is true. It takes two teams to play. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I see what you did got there. him.
0: got I see what him. You wordy son of a bitch. <laughs> got him. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Can we, can we cut that real quick? I didn't <laughs> nope. hit start on my timer. We're at one yeah. minute. Well, we're at 56, yes. 57, I'm at, 58, I'm at five seconds,
1: seven seconds, eight seconds. One minute. This yeah, is the show. Yeah. We're just going to count the time.
0: <laughs> 14. You're <laughs> in the future. I'm in the past. So.
1: Chris has not called himself the Coast yet, nor has he misquoted <laughs> how many teams play on opening day.
0: Yeah, I don't really know where I was going with host. Well, and what I was gonna call you after after that, as soon as I said, I was like, "Uh, uh." -uh. To me, it sounded like you
1: said "coast," like you were gonna say Mm. "co-host," but like it, you just mashed it into one word. That's
0: because I almost said, "I'm your host." That's what I was gonna full on commit to saying was, "I'm your host, Chris," and then as soon as I went, "Ho co-host." don't like that really saved it right there smooth transition into like the really they would have never noticed but you keep bringing it up so here we are yeah hey just doing the bull dance feeling the flow all right cut cut last time i said cut remember you stopped it we started again
1: yeah remember that
0: I do. in I like do. episode that was like early on that was episode like probably top 10 top first 10 episodes i'd bet
1: yeah i'm pretty sure i named it uh won't fall for that one again i think it was episode 16 because i think mm. i named it take two
0: that's <laughs> like uh that's like asking for arby's sauce at lion's choice you ever done that <laughs> no i haven't oh dude next time you're in a lion's choice um, drive-thru and somebody else is ordering and they're like, Hey, you want any sauces? Say, yeah, I'll take Arby's sauce. And then they say, can I get Arby's sauce? And they're like, you're at lion's choice. It's pretty funny.
1: Nice. So, I yeah. will keep that in mind. When, when I go to lion's choice, it's usually uh, like, I guess like um, a mixture. I don't know what, I forget what people call it. Um, but like, Ketchup and horseradish sauce. Wait, ketchup and horseradish sauce. Yeah. It's like what they, I what I mix at Lion's Choice.
0: But they don't give it to you mixed, you mix it yourself. Correct. Yeah. Okay. But like
1: people have a name for it. I forget yeah, they what have they, name. they call it. Yeah. I forget what it's Probably, called. Probably uh, a horsey ketchup or something, something like that. that. I yeah. yeah. I don't know.
0: I bet you need a stallion. Those. The stallion, the yeah. the stallion, the stallion. <laughs> they uh, I mean, they sell uh, like ketchup and mayo in the same bottle at the grocery store now. What? So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do weird stuff. <laughs> that must be remember some COVID shit. <laughs> remember when we were a kid? Uh, they had. Did your parents buy purple ketchup? No. Uh, see, I remember my parents coming home from the grocery store with, like, purple ketchup. Yeah, I, I like, remember it. Like, purple ketchup? Yeah, I know it's, it's like, a thing. It's just a normal, like, thing that companies do. They just change their color. Like, and that was, like, the first time ketchup had been any other color but red, you know? Yeah, because I know there's, like, green ketchup and stuff like that. Like, I know those exist. I've just never,
1: I've never experienced that.
0: Yeah, that was that lush uh, O'Fallon, Missouri, you know? Um, there's Where, also... There's or also some
1: some blasphemous people out there that they have like they sell like jars of like peanut butter and jelly together, and that's just wrong. Yeah, that's true. That's wrong. That's true. That's true.
0: goobers. Like goobers, uh, shout out you goobers.
1: Yeah, like I'm I'm not saying like peanut butter and jelly doesn't belong together. I mean, like it's obviously a phenomenal sandwich, but there are so many other uses for both of those things that no one should ever buy them together. To where like they always have to be together.
0: Yeah, and so. I like this. I like the Welch's grape jelly with like my my peanut butter. So yes, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I,
1: if you don't put like jelly on your toast, you're
0: doing it wrong. Um, this is true. Currently, I've been putting homemade jelly on my toast. I didn't know you guys had homemade jelly. Yeah, every like are year, you
1: are you making the jelly? No, or so someone year... else makes it and you just purchase yeah. it from someone.
0: Well, so I don't purchase it, but so every year for Christmas, my grandma uh, cans jelly at this point in time. That's just, she's been doing it for a couple of years. So like I got, uh, this was like the lightest year, but we got a jar of blackberry, a jar of peach and a jar of blackberry peach normally we'd get like two jars of each. She's just like is claiming she actually blamed me on taking all of her like uh, jars. Um, and that's just a bold lie. I didn't take any of her jars. I've offered to buy her the jars. Heard yeah yeah it here I, first. This year I offered hey if I'm only gonna get three jars, a because liar. it's the jars, I'll buy all the jars you need to get as many, you know, jars um, as I need. If so. if you have the capability
1: you know, months from now when we don't remember this to hook your boy up with some blackberry jelly, I will not be mad at you.
0: So I've been telling Kelly for years that she should pick it up and learn how to make the blackberry jelly. Yeah, also your wife should hook it up with some, some spicy
1: pickles this
0: this oh we're gonna the we'll have probably a, a cucumber section in the garden this year yeah we, yeah we were really successful in cucumbers last year um so we want to give them their own space and then spread the tomatoes out a little bit more less tomato and i think we'll make another run at melons i i'm i'm your commissioner now so yeah.
1: feel free to grease the wheels however you need to
0: how is that going to help
1: me at all i guess we'll find out when i get the pickles <laughs>
0: I think I think it'd be better if I, like, saved them and I was, like, trying to, like, make a trade. And I was like, hey, yo, Mickey, you know, I'll give you so-and-so for so-and-so, for this, this, and then off the books um, jar of pickles. Yeah. That's
1: fair. I, I will say that I'm a pretty big sickler with there being nothing off the books. So do not well, try to bribe even, me. This would
0: be, this would be an under-the-table pickle deal. So you wouldn't even know about it. Well,
1: I... I approved your trades. So, if your trade doesn't make sense, it'll get declined.
0: I mean, the trade might make no, the trade might make sense, but like, you know, but the pickles was really what set it over the top, you know, like, yeah, right. I really and, like this player. I don't want to give him away. And that but...
1: scenario where like the pickles were just icing, you know, the cherry on top. Um yeah, I I I wouldn't be any I'd be none the wiser. Yeah. This is
0: true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to like you know, pass bad deals. I'm just trying to like incentivize my deal over maybe someone else's deal. It's fair. Probably yeah. probably go a long way. Yeah, it'll it'll probably win me fourth place, right outside any form of money getting, because that's pretty much how fantasy anything works for me. Um, um so. yeah,
1: if you if you finish in fourth place, you are not. Guaranteed any money. Um, if you finish in third place, you also are not guaranteed any money. Yeah, so I am going to finish <laughs> um, third. You will. You get to compete in the Rumble right. along with everybody else. Um, for money at the end of the year, but every week you can win money in the fancy league. So every week, do I have to pay money? Uh, only if you have the lowest point total, and you that don't. And you don't have to. And to to clarify, you don't have to pay me every week. Like, it just gets totaled out, and then I, you know, everyone gets paid out on the balance. Like, if week one you have the lowest point total, and then week two you have the highest point total, you just don't owe anything at that point. Like, you were negative five, now you're positive five.
0: Oh, uh, that makes a lot more sense because then every week you'd be making these like, oh, let me hit your PayPal with this, let me yeah, hit your Venmo yeah. with so, it. Yeah. It'd be a lot worse. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's just whatever, and like. Say you you
1: win top point score two weeks, so you're up ten bucks. But you ha- picked up a couple free agents and you made a trade, and you spent ten dollars in free agent transactions. Then like you just don't have to pay anything. Like you're just mm. even. It's like your balance while checkout. Um, the only thing that's due before the leaks, like before the season starts, is the league fee, the fifty bucks. That's it. Then other than that, you'll you'll get paid out probably like November December or the, the books will be balanced by then. And I have require everything to be cleared up by the end of the year, by the end of the calendar year.
0: Yeah, dude, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't commission league. I did the, the, like the, you know, couples fantasy football and it's super easy, but yeah, this, the for more intense, worse money. I, I wouldn't have the patience to like th- put something together. I definitely enjoy the, just like I'll pay on time. I'll follow the rules, but I don't want to organize
1: any of it. Yeah. So I've only been appreciate you. Yeah. I was in, I was in one league for two years prior to this, that Kurt got me into. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't really know anybody. Like I was just Kurt's little brother was, was it. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was pretty much like, it, it was a ton of fun. And then they would make decisions on things and I had like no say in decisions that were being made, but I was mm-hmm. like, they're doing this wrong. This would be so much better. It could be so much better this way. And I, Kurt would fairly often agree. So I was just like, screw it. And I started asking around and created my own league. We had 14 guys for the first couple of years. Um, and I was like, man, this would make way more sense if we had just two more guys and like the schedule would even out. Like I can have all this stuff. Cause like, people were complaining about like, Oh, well I had to play. You know, like we had to play four guys in the other league twice, you know, or three guys from the other division twice. And I had to play the top three guys and the guy I lost to played the bottom three guys. Yeah. So he just had an easier schedule. Well, now everyone plays the same schedule. So, um, I enjoy,
0: I enjoy running the league um point two why i wouldn't be able to run it all the this and that and everything is against me like in sports <laughs> everyone's schedules different strength of schedule is a thing right like it should be the way the chips fall yeah but it's just you know the way the chips fall so i just like fate right like this is the the cards that i'm dealt bing bang boom <laughs> you know bang drum you know? <laughs> That's bang, bang, bang the drum <laughs> Bang, bang, bang the drum Yeah
1: um, No one but... says <laughs> I want to rock and roll all night and part of every day
0: I can party from like 1 to 3 <laughs>
1: That just sounds exhausting
0: uh, I watched Role Models actually just the other night so <laughs> uh, That's probably where it's fresh Yeah, probably good it's a good movie. Uh, that we'll have to save all that commentary for the uh the movie podcast
1: um yeah it's called uh we will we will watch you yeah Ooh, dude that's a, actually a <laughs> pretty quality name i literally just came up with it yeah <laughs> Pretty mean quality name i mean i didn't just come up with it because we've had 14 episodes of that podcast right. so
0: yeah and it's steve ferry if you're listening to this if you're listening to this and you bring this up um, I'll start a movie podcast with you then, you know, yeah, yeah. or you can join our already in production <laughs> movie podcast. Sorry. Let me phrase yeah, my wording there. Yeah. That's
1: cool. You can be a coast. Yeah. A co-host. You can be a co-host. ho co-host. A ho co-host. A, a um, coast. But yeah. So, however, for, for this podcast, um, Exciting times, but pretty, pretty quiet times, you know, uh, spring is in the air um, where things are starting to kind of on thaw here in St. Louis. I think it hit 50 at some point today.
0: Oh, dude, all the snow is the snow gone around your house
1: uh, for the most part. I think there's still a little bit. I haven't been outside since like around noon or so, um, but I think for the most part, it's pretty cleared up. Um, I didn't realize it's so like we. Um, so having the two dogs, I guess like them dropping loads in the backyard, it just like sunk down in the snow, so you can't really <laughs> see it anymore. And yeah. dude, there it is just littered all over the yard. And there's oh no, so much poop back oh there. Oh no, <laughs> I was disgusting. like, geez, man. Some of it's like. Like, you could tell, like, that it's had, like, a spot they like to poop in. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, just poop on top of poop on top of poop. And I was like, yeah, all right, uh, man, like, uh, I guess you guys are consistent. Like, that's cool. You,
0: you got to pay – I know there's companies out there. You can pay, like, $20 a month or something dumb, and they'll come pick up your uh, dog poop. Yeah, Katie yeah. Katie does. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was just snowing, so. Yeah, so,
1: <laughs> we didn't do, like, they come – usually they come every Friday. Um, So I would imagine, like, this coming Friday, as long as it's not – like. As long as it, you know we don't have another winter storm hit, which wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it's Missouri, so.
0: Yeah, snow, fifty, sixty degrees, snow.
1: Yeah, you yeah, can experience all all four seasons in a week here. So. Yeah,
0: typically in one
1: day, sometimes. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's why everyone in Missouri keeps closing their car. Mm. I mean, you obviously, here, huh? no, I don't. Like, obviously, okay, it was an, it. everyone was an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. Oh, I got you. Um, I will say, like, I typically, like, I don't keep clothes in my car, but I do usually dress in layers. Like, it's very often that I'll have, like, a t-shirt on under a long-sleeve shirt if I'm wearing one. You know, or, like, I might, like, rock a hoodie even if it's a little warm like if it's in like the 50s 60s like i might rock a hoodie or i like could pull over or something um yeah. but i'll have a t-shirt on underneath so like if it gets warm i can you know, first like, sign of warmth i'm in shorts yeah i mean i'm in shorts all the time anyway for the most part like i had to run out for an errand today and i wore shorts <laughs> so and i think it was only like 40 when i went out this morning I was like, whatever, I'm going to be in the car. And the heat blasting on me well before I get freezing cold, so it'll be okay.
0: You're, uh, by blasting hot air on you, you're only going to make yourself colder when you step out of the car. So. No, actually, I I blast heat so
1: much to the point that I'm like, man, I'm hot. Then when I step outside, I'm like, this is refreshing. Mm-hmm. And then I get inside, wherever I'm going, and I'm just comfortable. Mm. Right,
0: well, this one can be for our Life Choices podcast. <laughs> and Steve Ferry, you're already a part of that one, so it's not a big deal. Got you. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll just um, use his life examples yeah. pretty much right.
1: on a weekly what, basis. What not to do? <laughs> you said it, not me. Yeah. He's not listening, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, quiet times. Pitchers and catches reported, um, Wednesday of last week. Um, yep, yep, yep. I think players are arriving in the next couple days at most places. Maybe today started. Maybe a couple players arrived, like a couple teams have players arrived today. I think some tomorrow. Um, so we're getting there. I think games start on the 28th, I believe, of February. Uh, so just a couple mm-hmm. days away before, you know, for you know some semblance of entertainment from the baseball world.
0: Oh, uh, we do. We know where uh, the Yankees will be playing. Do they play their games on the YES Network uh, for spring training?
1: Um, that I do not know. I'm i no. i just have the mlb tv package so
0: oh i'll also have that oh today's tuesday oh hey yo shout out yo t-mobile tuesday sponsored by t-mobile tuesdays they <laughs> might have the deal let's find out <laughs> <Good> <laughs> <calls back>. <laughs> <laughs> um can't miss out on a free year at mlb dude
1: it's true Can't. <clears throat> it's also only monday right now but oh you're
0: right you're right you're right <laughs> Yeah. It's going to be Tuesday, dude. Well, Brawlhalla, just to let you know, yeah. bags, Brawlhalla, free in-game skin. Nice. T-Mobile skin, Brahalla, so that's all you.
1: Um, for anyone else listening, it will it will be Tuesday or later by the time they listen to this. So. Yeah, so
0: check out your uh, T-Mobile deals. If it's not this week, it's next week Tuesday, I think. But this week, it is a free, <laughs> free T-Mobile pet bandana collar. So It's uh,
1: next tuesday is uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're for the all all counterpart for last Thursday.
0: Probably you concerned drivers out there driving your car, or just driving in your car. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Don't worry, I got you. Um, but yeah. About that. Where so, were we? pitchers and catchers?
1: Yeah, so spring getting ready to start up. Um, it, I don't know, I'm I, I'm, probably more intrigued with this spring training than I have been for a lot, like, in more recent years. Um, so, um, surprisingly, at least surprisingly to me, I know you've made comments that, like, it didn't really shock you, but the Yankees did end up signing a deal one-year deal with Brett Gardner that included a mutual option for 2022 just a $4 million deal. Um, So they're bringing him back. So I think it it just like that creates like an interesting dynamic for just roster spots. Um, And I think the Cardinals have a lot of interesting cases as well. Like you, you have some of your, your definites, um, but you, you have some intriguing possibilities of like guys that could step up and like earn a spot on the roster. Like, and I, I think that competition is healthy. Like I think guys pushing each other, um, you know, knowing that you're kind of living on a knife's edge, like, you know, a, a guy like Jay Bruce that like, could potentially make $2 million if he performs in Springs, so, like maybe he might put in that extra work um get a work ethic back that you know hadn't been there for the last couple seasons maybe you know like when he was just kind of living comfortably you know in Cincinnati or Philadelphia just kind of run of the mill this is what he's doing for teams um like that scenario like i
0: think I think it adds an interesting dynamic um, Brett Gardner is just the Yankees got here Molina this year dude you know uh, waiting to bring him back waiting to bring old classic back last minute i mean may, for his maybe 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 his last two
1: i mean i i like gardner like the way he goes about it but gardner also isn't blocking anyone now um like boone's already come out and said that clint frazier yeah, clint is frazier gonna, gonna be started. starting left fielder which i think is the right decision um so frazier hicks judge in the outfield um Your it's like you you have some depth there, um and again like 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 Gardner Bruce, um they picked up Greg Allen, um they have guys like Mike Talkman, um so just just like a lot of pretty decent options that could fill in like your you know fourth fifth outfielder spots. Um obviously it works a little differently because you also have Stanton as a DH. Um, who's capable of playing the outfield if need be. Um, but I think they'll probably just try to keep him off the field for a little bit uh, till we can see that the yoga worked. Um, but like on the, the Molina side, like it's it seems like the future plans are for Kisner um, will kind of be the heir to the plate uh, for the Cardinals but it's just it's odd cuz like there's still like an unknown on whether or not he'll make the club coming out of spring um they have like what it, I thing is like uh Ali Sanchez they have Heineman um and then uh Kisner and i think what Kisner's probably been I don't know. Like, he's probably been sniffing, like, major league playing time for the better part of the last two years. Um, call it, call it one season. 2020 was pretty busted, um, in terms of, like, limitations with what you could do with people. And it's only 60 games anyway. Um, but I know they, I think he only has, like, 18 major league starts over the course mm-hmm. of the last two seasons. Um, so definitely I think he's it's been a roadblock and it's not even just Molina. I mean like they had weeders during that time frame as well. Um yeah. so he wasn't even getting like decent like backup options. Um I yeah. read a pretty pretty interesting article with like what they had him working on during the off season, um, which seems promising. Like it's it's definitely efforts they're putting in and like they've had Kisner like starting to develop relationships with a lot of the pitching, um, but for the most part, you know, the pitching being on the younger side, they all play together in Memphis. So it's not, it's not like he's super unfamiliar, um, but it's just odd that it's like, hey, we know that this guy is going to be, you know, the heir to the throne for catching. He's going to be Yachty's replacement, but it still seems possible that he might be spending this season in AAA. Um, knowing that this is probably Yachty's last season. It just feels really odd that that's the the approach they're taking.
0: So I don't know if he'll spend it in AAA, but I do think this is just uh, another year of um, the Yachty drama of, you know, Yachty blocking the next player. You, you let, you know, you give, uh you get Carson Kelly out of here um, after you block so much of his time. Um, So it's always kind of been that question for them. But last time, so Mo spoke on it, I guess like a couple, a week or no, probably like two weeks ago now, like when I heard him on ESPN radio. um, And he was talking about how Kisner should get some like pretty comparatively, I think uh, uh, some like decent time, like behind the plate this year in big league time. And he was like, was it a shame last year that he didn't see more time like of course he's like but you could argue for a lot of guys that didn't see a lot of time with the 60 game so he seemed you know in his mo way to be pretty optimistic that kisner was going to see some real playing time this year what that translates into is obviously the big question mark because again we just got done talking about like the Yachty's in the way um uh, um scenario um and like the ali sanchez i know um, and was Ali Sanchez the one that came up from the Mets yeah. or whoever the kid. Yeah. The kid yeah. that came over from the Mets, a lot of him coming over, um, was apparently cause they need a catcher, um, in the minors. So right, and I think I that know, was I kind know of the expectation was him to catch.
1: And minors. I know, and I know like there's like talk of them still having like the taxi squad and like, you can carry five guys on the taxi squad
0: but like one of them has to be yeah. a catcher um cuz you have Tyler Heineman on here but I, the 40 man they have Ivan Herrera right currently in yeah. Ali Sanchez
1: right and Herrera's like next in line after that and like Heineman they signed to I think a minor league contract so he may not be on the 40 man yet
0: yeah and Ivan Herrera is also only 20 Correct. Which, to me, we've had this conversation. The young and -and up-and-coming current MLB is is 21-22. Like, maybe not. not, It's not fair to, like, lump Ivan Herrera into that. But you're starting to see more and more players get a shot at a big league level at that age. Um, And the Cardinals have enough talented players to also start letting them dip into that range of, like, let's just see what we got a little early this time. You know, maybe maybe we see if this is the next thing. Some of these guys aren't as highly regarded as the Fernando Tatis, you know, juniors and stuff like that. But the, the 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 thing here would be is, like, there are players that are this young that are able to do it at this stage. So the service time starting and all that's a whole other story of it. But um, I, I just wish younger players, if they're going to be the better player at the position baseball typically doesn't care about that you have to put in your time if you're most players in baseball unless you're a fernando tatis jr you know unless you're a handful of these guys like there is no it's not in the nfl when you get drafted in the seventh round you could be the starter on the team like you could work your way up into that baseball is not like that baseball is like you've had to work here for 20 years and then you might get a shot at management you know so that's my spiel on that but yeah, yeah i mean I, and it's the, I, I like the catching situation in st louis obviously i'm yadi's gonna sit there and i ain't gonna be mad about it um i'm kind of just in the camp of uh, we will see who we got when yadi's done hanging it up like be ready for it you know next man up style like right
1: and i guess like that you're ready
0: that's gonna be your time
1: right and I, and I guess for me like that's that's the oddity is that it's it's a situation where like oh, like, Yachty works so well with these young kids. And, like, he was developed by the Cardinals and, like, came up through the system. And so, like, his heir apparent should be pretty obvious. And it it was, like, right, like there's Carson Kelly. And, like, obviously that was, like, you know, they re-ended up signing Molina again. So, like, that he had no choice no matter but to go. And now you have Kisner and you have Herrera behind that. It's so, like, yes, there there are... Highly touted prospects that are catchers that are in the Cardinal organization, but you haven't seen them at the major league level, which is surprising to me. Um, it's so like even situations with like uh, with Kisner, um, what I think he's going on, like he's going to be like 27 this year, or he just turned 26, so like just turned 26 and he's played in. 26 big league games. You know, like, like it's just, you're, you're at a situation where like he's getting ready to enter what would be considered like his prime years, you know, like, and he, like he has basically no major league experience and you're getting ready to go to a situation where like he's replacing the captain of your, your team in a, in a sense. Um, with like just the respect that Molina commands and not that like he has to be the same clubhouse guy, like that role is going to need to be filled by somebody else. But he like, in terms of, you know, commanding a game behind the plate, like making that, you know, pitch selection and stuff like that, like that's only going to come with exposure and getting a feel for that. And like, sure. You can study all you want, but like Matt has played in 19 games last year. It's like, that's, yeah. That's twenty games you could have had Kisner get exposure in to not have Matt Weeders there. Like and I don't I don't know if Kisner was like wasn't a hundred percent at times, you know, whatever, like not not saying any of that, but like the same situation like you had Weeters play you know in 2019. The Cardinals also signed him. Uh Wieters played in sixty seven games in two thousand nineteen. Kisner was twenty four years old. One hundred percent absolutely could have been the backup to Molina. And now you're at a point where it's like two years. Okay, we'll bring in Molina wants to play for one more year. We agree to it. Now you have another full year and you're like, fine, we didn't have a full year last year, but he had basically two years and some change of absolute exposure to like just be in Molina's back pocket, pick his brain as much as you possibly can, understand how to operate as a successful major league catcher. And that didn't happen. Like it, like they just didn't see the push for that. So like, it's not so much that like, I think that having Molina is the issue. It was the options to have like other guys be the backup. And like, they did the same shit with Carson Kelly. You know, like it, it, and it's just, it's weird. Like it can be very, you know, fortuitous like the catching situation in St. Louis, but at the same time, it could be a shit show when Molina leaves. It's just because, you know, Cardinals did what the Cardinals do and everything's going to be a gigantic question mark because they didn't take the opportunity to get that little bit of exposure. Because, you know, Matt Wieters making, you know, a couple million dollars a year to hit 200 was necessary.
0: Yeah, I'd agree from that angle. Um, for sure, that they could have given more time like that, um, but it's not like they're afraid to let a young kid start either. I mean, look at Yadi or Molina when uh, Matheny became a free agent, and they they didn't really make much of an effort to do believe bring him back because they were going to go with Yadi or Molina, who at the time also hadn't sniffed a lot of playing time uh maybe a little bit more because i think Mattini might have been a little bit injured um and that's kind of how uh molina got his role um but you got to think now if, if if molina got injured like there wouldn't be any question that like if molina comes back he's our catcher just i think the difference is when you talk about it is the just the level of caliber of player Yadier molina is the respect he deserves but i you're to your point the um the blockage past Yadier Molina like the Yadier Molina is easy to explain um but like yeah why did we have to watch Matt Wieter's bat not really positive um yeah so it's either the Cardinals don't are hiding Andrew Kisner (laughs) um and letting a lot letting everyone talk really good things about him while maybe they know something and you know always holding that trade value up um or they just Really fear that if Yachty or Molina like gets injured and they don't have a veteran catcher in the clubhouse, that like something's gonna like, like for sure. But always glad that number four is behind the plate catching for us on a regular basis. So, again, uh, whether it's Kisner, Herrera, the next guy, whether they got to sign a catcher after Yachty, I, I think the Cardinals will figure it out. I just it's shitty that they there's not a better route, but I, you yeah. Know, one of them. Yeah. will step up when it's their time. For
1: sure. Or, and... If
0: they don't, you know, we'll uh, trade for whoever the Colorado Rockies catcher is at the current time. You know, steal. <laughs> Taking them. um They're stealing players.
1: But yeah, I mean, it, it's kind yeah. of the same way because, like, like, even it's like Molina early on in his career, like, I, <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm even looking at, like, the 2005 roster right now for the Cardinals. And I wouldn't be able to tell you, like, the names, like, Mike Mahoney and Einar Diaz do not sound familiar to me. Um, and those are the only two other catchers mm-hmm. that they have listed on Baseball Almanac for the 2005 Cardinals. Mm-hmm. But Molina only played in 114 games. So there's 50 games that somebody else was behind the plate. Um, He played in 129 in 2006, 111 in 2007, 124 in 2008. Um, But, like, where where I think, like, it became an issue and, like, looking at, like, so Carson Kelly was with the Major League team in 2016, 17, and 18. So in a time frame where the Cardinals weren't that great, like, they – they weren't doing anything. And granted, like, Carson Kelly's numbers sucked. So, it it makes sense that they didn't give him a long look. Um, but he... So, Carson Kelly played in uh, 10 games, 34 games, and 19 games. Um, that was 2016, 17, 18. He was 21, 22, 23. In those same years... If my mouse wanted to work... Uh, Molina played... 147 games 136 games 123 games Um, so really the only one that it doesn't really add up is 2018 Um, that seemingly somebody else was in there but basically like if Molina wasn't behind the plate in 2016 or 2017 it was Carson Kelly that was there and so I don't know if the like his dealing was just like this is who Arizona was set on like obviously he went over to arizona in the goldschmidt trade um so they were like cool we'll part ways with him and he batted like less than 200 all three seasons but the difference for me was like cool like you aren't giving this guy everyday plate appearances like and he's 21 years old so carson kelly was what avon herrera is currently you know, Carson Kelly was what Andrew Kisner was. It's like, cause they're obviously around the same age and Kisner was down in the minors still playing every day, getting every day at bats, honing his game. And Carson Kelly wasn't, he was sitting on the bench behind Molina. So now they're like, well, maybe we'll have, now we'll have Kisner play every day in Memphis, but he's our, he's our heir apparent. And it's like, Man, like, just pick a method and and stick with it. Like, either, either don't worry about bringing them up till they're going to be like, all right, like a year or two. Like, these are the time frames. Like, the last couple seasons is the time frame that Kisner should have been up, and they weren't. And now they're like, all right, well, Molina is going away year, and now like you you totally should have Kisner up and learning from Melina. And they're like, well, we want to get them every day. Maybe we want to get him every day at Bats in Memphis. And it's like, man, like just pick, pick away, do what you need to do or whatever. Because um, like you said to me, like they have Herrera behind him. So if Kisner doesn't work out, you know, you can try to fill a gap for a couple of years and develop Herrera and hopefully he's ready to go, you know, by the time he's 22, 23, you know, two, three, four years from now. And you go that route. It's just it's interesting that they they are seemingly they're seemingly so on the fence with like what they wanna do. Um and like like looking at like a Heinemann is it's a minor league contract, so and it's a non roster invitee. So if he were to make the club, they'd have to make room on the forty man roster for him. Which means that, like, somebody has to be dropped off. They'd have to make, you know, like, chances are, you know, they're, you know, if he's on the Major League Club, you'd be on a 26-man roster. Someone needs to have their spot freed up, you know, and, like, so it's just like, all right, like, well, we brought him in, and he brought him in in hopes of what, that, like, you didn't re-sign Molina, and maybe he was going to be your backup to Kisner? Or were you planning on bringing Molina back the whole time, which is what they promoted, and you wanted Heineman to like possibly be there if Kisner wasn't gonna be your backup. You know, it's like this, like the the signings are are weird, and like even with the Sanchez signing, that's like, all right, well, like well, if you need a minor league catcher, then that's implying that Kisner isn't going to be there. So what's the situation with Heineman? Like, why why even bring this guy into the mix? You know, like it's it just. It all feels very weird um, well, to, like that they're uncertain
0: with what they want to do. They're going to need a package of players to get back future Hall of Famer Tony Losey. <laughs> So That's fair. <clears throat> get a couple extra catchers on the roster. The Rockies will be like, oh, man, Cardinals got – they look at Yachty and look how good Yachty was. And, like, Carson Kelly, I mean, he turned out to be all right. Look at – yeah, they got something with catchers over there. Let me – let's get uh, – um, I don't. Uh, I don't Ali know. Sanchez. Let's get at least a chance for him.
1: Yeah, I don't know what I Kelly's numbers obviously look significantly better, um, over the last two seasons than well, what they every did day playing time. That yeah, I mean not they weren't great. Like they're not phenomenal by any means, but they're definitely better. I mean he hit like in two thousand eighteen in his nineteen games he hit one fourteen, um, and he hit two forty five in two thousand nineteen. He hit two twenty one last year. Um, so again, like Wasn't he a
0: stud behind the plate though,
1: uh, he's pretty good defensively and he has a decent amount yeah. of pop. Like he had 18 home runs in 2019, um, yeah. five home runs last year and it was in 40 games, 39 games. So yeah. And he's like, only 26. He's correct. Yeah. Like he, and he just turned 26. Um, yeah. so like it, he's going to come into his own. Like, obviously he's not Buster Posey, you know, he's not, um, Joe Maurer, you know, He's not a JT Realmuto, um. And again, like I, I don't think like, you know, having Kisner. I mean, they're the, like I said, they're the same age. I think Kisner's actually a year older than him, um, maybe. Um, no, it looks like they're the they're about the same age. Um, Twenty six, Kisner um yeah kisner's a couple months older than him it looks like or am i looking at the wrong way oh that's Uh, a couple months younger sorry uh kelly was born july of 94 kisner was born february of 95 um so you had both these guys so dealing one of them but not a huge deal you know whatever and then obviously like the 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 big, I think the big pull on the the Goldschmidt deal was Weaver, who hasn't done anything in Arizona. Um, he looked initially good, but
0: eh, past that,
1: yeah, eh. it's, it's another it's another pitcher that's gone to Arizona and died from the Cardinals. Shelby Miller being the other one.
0: And
1: um, hey, they were good when they left here, you know. Yeah, but. <clears throat> So, so it's not that like, oh man, I can't believe they gave up Carson Kelly. Like, I, I think that the deal made sense. It's just the decisions that get made that it was like, cool. Like you, you had Kisner getting some playing time last year, but then there were still 19 times that Weeters got into a game. And like, granted, I guess like there's the possibility that like Weeters pinch hit in some situation and like you pulled Kisner because of that. So maybe some of those 19 games, like, Kisner also was in, and you were just trying to give him, you know, some time off, uh, get Wieders in a bat in a blowout or something along those lines. So it isn't necessarily one-to-one. But I think the point still remains that, like, Matt Wieders played in all, like in a third of the Cardinals' games last year. Um, you know, because they only played the 58 games. So he played in a third of them, and... You yeah, could have yeah, had some time, extra time with Copen, right? Like you, you could have easily had that just be more exposure for Kisner. Um, yeah, so it, it's like I said, it's just it's it's a mess because I think the Cardinals have made it a mess, um, and I don't like, and it's really only a mess because it doesn't seem like it's very clear what their intentions are. Um, whereas like in most situations where you look at like, um, you know, you have like the Tommy Edmonds situation, um, was your super utility guy parted ways with Wong, couldn't find a deal that seemed team favorable to bring him back. So Edmonds slots into your, your second base spot seems pretty clean what his future was with the team whatever the case may be. Um, I think Matt Carpenter is another one of those that like, they weren't really certain what they wanted to do with him. And maybe he suffered because of it. Um, Like they had him play, like he was great as a second baseman, like his power being a leadoff guy, you know, 50, 60 doubles a year. Like that's where he thrived. And then it was like, Hey, we're going to have you play a corner infield spot. We're going to have you be a power hitter. And we're going to put you like in the three spot. Um, you know, it's like we need you to to change. Like, like I don't remember. Like I haven't looked, but I don't remember. Uh, Carpenter notoriously being like this gigantic pole hitter when he first came up. Um, that he is now. That like this shift like affects him more than anyone else in the league. Um. So like, he just has like this swing that's like meant for launch angle, but like, he. I feel like he strikes out more often. Like he has just more swings and misses, and it could just be like that's what sticks with me. Again, I haven't looked this up statistically at all, but it just seems like when they do that, like this whole back and forth, it equates to there being like not the greatest outcome. Um, like Carlos Martinez, you know, like starter, bullpen, then they want to move back to a starter. Like he was goes a starter got hurt they could utilize him in the bullpen he pitched pretty well like you know as the tsunami in the bullpen and then they opted to go back to try to put him into the rotation and he was garbage last year
0: yeah yeah but i think a lot of that's like so the cardinals not putting their foot down with people too like Carlos Martinez, where he was always good out of the bullpen, wanted to be a starter, wanted to be a starter, wanted to be paid as a starter, vocally said he was a starter. That's what he wanted to do. So they were giving him shots to be that starter because they did like Carlos Martinez and they never put their foot down. It was like, dude, if you can't get right, like you ain't even gonna be on the team. You know, they were just like willing to go along this ride of like, oh, right, which is weird and it would be better for you that you're in the bullpen. Um, I mean, it's Carlos Martinez it, pretty af- for a starter, pretty affordable. Um, if you get Carlos Martinez out of it, um, as a bullpen guy, I don't, I'd have to like look at it. A little... But it's kind of like controllable money that they'd already spent, and so they're willing, and they also believe. Like, I think they also got Carlos Martinez to be a starter, so they also wanted to see that pay off um, and they just couldn't get it right. So with them, but when it was good, I mean, it was really good. Um, so you, you kind of get stuck to going back to that situation. Um, and then I think there's a bunch of things that go on with those in the situations at like the times they went up and down where injuries had to affect that, how much playing time they wanted them to get back when they come, especially with like the picture anyway, um, that, that, there's probably more to the story than just up and down, up and down, you know, in the bullpen, not in the bullpen. It's, but, but I get the the notion of it for sure. Yeah. So
1: he pitched. So like, I'd say he was, uh, an through the rotation, every, like every trip around type guy, 2015, 16, 17, um, he was like a three to three and a half ERA type guy. Um, decent strikeouts, you know, high 100s, low 200s. Um, you know, one, ten, fifteen 10, 15 games every year. You know, he got your 30 starts, whatnot. But then looking at him out of the bullpen, like 2019 when he came back, same like he pitched in 48 <laughs> games he had 24 saves um you know three era strikeout rate was up a little bit like at almost 10 and it was more of like eight or nine so it's like a strikeout per nine innings higher um like his era plus um is, was a career high in that time like in that year um so it's was just like, cool, like, you were super effective in the role that you were in. Like, there, there's money to be earned there. Like, that's a role, like, we could have used this, you know, kind of shut down guy. Like, they don't show, uh, on Baseball Reference, they don't have, like, save opportunities or blown saves as a stat. Yeah. Um, oh. I figured it out. I didn't know that that was there. Um, so yeah, so he, he blew three saves in 2019 in 27 attempts. So not, not great, but not terrible. Um, you know, he came in and, uh, he also had uh three holds so he came in in like three save situations and he are 30 save situations and he blew three saves um so it it's just um they they were good numbers and i i agree it's extremely plausible that it was like his character or like it maybe not being managed the best way um, I, he was like, I'm a starter, I'm going to start, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm here to do, this is who I am, so on and so forth. But that's the shit that, like, you got to nip it in the bud. Like, cool, yeah. you know? Colby Rasmus was a center fielder and a and a number three hitter and the next Jim Edmonds, and they traded his ass. Like, Yeah, but it's because his dad wouldn't shut up. Right, but that, that's what I'm saying, like, it's like a bad scene. Tony Russo was the
0: mafia boss at that time, you know. You come across Tony the wrong way; he getting you off the team. Oh, your right. daddy came and talked to me. You gone. You gone, Colby. Bye. Uh, right. So it's
1: just, it's, it's just, it's a a weird dynamic, like with the, the approach that they, that they took to it. Like, I I feel like that indecisiveness or yeah well what what do you feel like today like oh oh little little timmy you want to play you want to play second like all right like oh you want to be a catcher you've never done it before like okay we'll try it like we'll try anything and it's just like yeah like that that seems feasible if you're the pittsburgh pirates or the baltimore orioles you know mix and match and try things out and see what you got find value find you know the most effective position you can for your guys like, you want to play first today? Sure. Why the fuck not? Let's try it out. Let's see how well you do. What do we... Well, what? We lose... You know, we lose 96 games this year instead of 95? Cool. Like, that's not... That's not something that you do when you're... Supposed to be a perennial contender. Like, nah. Like... Get the fuck out of here. Like, do what's best for the team. That's the cardinal way. But now you're not... But you
0: don't preach that here? Like, oh... Well- uh, the cardinal ways is gonna like
1: you know defense first you know yeah do do Deal the little things I don't know, I
0: don't know. do what's best for the team yeah.
1: the team first that's the crew you know uh but it, it just it's like if that's the case like if martinez did have an impact on that and like i i agree that like he 100 percent said all the things that you said he was saying if that influenced the Cardinals' decisions and how they were going to manage him, that's terrible team management. Like, that's 100% on the Cardinals. Like, Carlos Martinez could say whatever yeah, he what wants. Said, they just never
0: put their foot down on right. him. Right. Like, and,
1: that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, but I think they are doing the same so thing with Alex Reyes.
0: This. But they're so bought into both of those players that they they want them to be starters so bad. They they organizationally have to. We've been – they've been talked about as starters in, in future. And Alex Reyes, even just as much as Carlos Martinez, is like, oh, man, if this kid starts and if he ever gets right, you know, like, oh, man, like next big thing, Alex Reyes. And we saw a little glimpse last year, but, I mean, the man, he, he hasn't been able to pitch more than, like, three innings um, when he comes up to the major so – um the the team's allowed some like sellout comments about him and i think it's just because they're so bought into like yeah this is what we want as well that they're willing to go through extra things um, um with those players to get them to eventually where they think they can go and if if they don't we'll sit here and talk about this if carlos martinez was just a bomb starter all we'd talk about was he was a bomb starter but the fact is he was a little injured he started to only be able to pitch like five innings. Um, his emotions got the best of him. He like he couldn't keep it under control on the mound anymore. When he got pissed, he got pissed and he couldn't throw strikes. Like he has his own problems of why he's not a starter. You know? Yeah. He was um, garbage last year. Like, yeah. So the, the fact that it's being cases, revisited, that
1: he's going to be in the rotation, this company, like that he is an option in the rotation and expected to be in the rotation to open the year is baffling to me
0: yeah i wouldn't be surprised if uh carlos martinez isn't traded in the middle of the year i think most of the talk you're hearing right now is to continue to keep teams thinking that he's a starter so they can get they can give him starts and then they can get starter value out of him when they trade him but they bullpen,
1: but uh, they are going to get value out of him if his stat line looks like this Three or five starts, twenty innings pitched, nine point mm. nine e r a you know yeah. ten walks to seventeen strikeouts, six home runs allowed, and twenty innings pitched, yeah, like yeah. when you're letting up more than an earned run an in inning, you aren't gonna get value from him at all, and he isn't yeah. he isn't a starter like that what whatever it was that happened when he went down and had to move to the bullpen two thousand and eighteen, whatever injury that was whatever mindset created that, that, that's where he needed to be. Like, he was an effective relief pitcher. Maybe he isn't a closer somewhere, but he would have been a great setup guy. Like, he could have been another Dylan Betances. He's the type of guy that, like, has starter-type stuff, so he can throw three or four different pitches. So, like, in a, in a series where, like, he faces the same guys as a closer maybe two nights in a row or the other team has, like, a, a lefty power hitter coming off the bench that, like, you know you're going to see him at some point in the ninth inning in a close ball game. Martinez has the advantage that, like, he doesn't have to go the same, with the same stuff. Like, he doesn't have the, the dominant cut fastball like Mariano Rivera did, but he has the ability to throw, like, his slider, his fastball. You know, like, he can mix and match, and, like, you may face Martinez twice in two nights, and you may not see the same pitch at all. And like that—that's what I think made him an effective closer. Same reason why Wainwright was so nasty as a closer in 2006 when he came back from his injury. Like that's what made him effective. Was like you couldn't go up there knowing what he was going to throw. Like Chapman, you're looking for—you were looking for one of two things. I'm gonna—I'm gonna, I'm gonna re- start to react to a fastball, and then. Um, Like, if the slider falls off the plate, I'm going to hopefully hold up and not swing. The slider won't break and I'm going to hit a home run. Or I'm going to, like, be way out in front of it. Like, that's what it was. It was fastball, slider. And that's when he started trying to mix in the changeup was after Houston, you know, took it to him twice. The, and he yeah. still, got, still got tagged for a home run in the postseason.
0: It's also, I think, going to be easy for teams to go... And especially like in a trade scenario, okay, yeah, I'm going to look at Carlos Martinez numbers. If I'm the team that's like, uh, say, you're trying to trade with me or I'm trying to acquire Carlos Martinez and I'm going, well, in 2020, I mean, he had a 9.9 9 ERA. And the Cardinals are going to be like, yeah, okay, cool, that's fair. Um, Well, let's start going through all your starters and see what, uh how, you know, somehow they're some of your pitchers in a shortened season and see how bad they were. Cool, cool. Um were they all stars in 2015 and 2017? Um, just even the previous year without injury, I mean, he still had an ERA of three. Uh, he won four games that year. You know, he's won you know more than twelve games three times in his career. Like he's kind of really besides the injury, and then at, to no fault of his own, a year of COVID. So really, like. It hasn't been all that bad. There's probably a guaranteed convincing argument that's like, oh, cool, you thought you'd pull one over our sleeves, but like that's not the way we see this, and that's not the way Carlos sees himself. Up until he is a, the year is over and he's a free agent, and then Carlos Martinez can start coming to the realization that maybe he's not a starter. But until that time, I, the Cardinals, I think, will pedal that he can be a starter the whole entire year, whether he starts or doesn't which I think he will at the beginning of the year. I think he'll get some starts because um, I think the Cardinals want to feel like they're right. Um, but um, I, yeah, I think the argument that he pit that he has ERA was nine last year. If he pitches two to, you know, if he pitches a handful of games that are pretty well, um, I, that'll go right out the door. Um, I do believe no one will even be like, Oh, the big, oh there's Carlos Martinez again. Um, it's, if he can do that, injuries is the big part of that. And it's his arm. Um, yeah, he doesn't, he hasn't seemed right. Um, and can't get right. Um, and he's had a lot of off time, um, to get that right. So if it's not, it doesn't look good this year, it's not going to look good for Carlos Martinez regardless. And he's either going to find that out in the middle of the year, uh, in the beginning of the year, or when he goes and tests free agency and, He's got to go take a one year prove yourself deal, you know, with a team. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm.
1: and if the Cardinals don't trade him, it and they they let him go because there's options. Um, so like it'll cost him a million, which is yeah. which is way better than the alternative because his options are astronomical. So yeah. Um, and I'm assuming they're, they're team options. Yeah, club club options. Yeah. But, <clears throat> and. I, got, I even get behind it, like, sure, yeah, like, it was a, a shortened season, and he faced, you know, one of the better offenses in baseball, um, you know, his first time out. Like, he pitched on the 28th of July. It was the fourth game of the season, his first start. He was facing the Twins, and he got absolutely demolished. Um, so then they shut him down. He didn't pitch again until September. And even, and even then, like his first game back. So it's like, all right, it's been, you know, Cardinals have played 30 games. Like this is only your second start of the season. It was also against Minnesota got absolutely demolished. Like let up six runs in less than four innings. The first game, let up four runs in four innings, like in less than four innings, the second game. So I could even see that like, yep, cool. Growing pains got it. But then next start against Cincinnati, was okay, like three runs over four innings. Then he got – um, he only got charged with one run, but he gave up five. He gave up three hits, and he walked four guys um, against Pittsburgh. Again, didn't get out of the fourth. Cool, all right. Like, looks like some stuff got away. Maybe there was a couple errors. There's only one earned run. Got it, whatever. But then last start of the year against the Royals – when five innings, gave up eight earned runs on nine hits, two home runs, walked two guys. Like, it, it just, it's like what, whatever the reason is there, he was really good in a, like, in a lot of those because, like, clearly he, he didn't get lit up for six runs in the first and then pitch in the fourth. Like, it was, he got in trouble and then couldn't get out of it and they had to pull him. So he was going, getting into the fourth inning or whatever. I would imagine in most of those starts, he pitched pretty cleanly through one or two innings because that's what he's good at, because he's a relief pitcher. When guys start to see him twice in a game, that's when he starts to get hit, which is why he isn't a
0: starter. I mean, but I, I mean, he's a, he's won 16 games. Like, I mean, he's a 14 game, 16, 12 game winner like eight game winner, like he can obviously start as well. Like it'd be hard to make the argument that he's not that he couldn't start. Um, you got a guy throwing two hundred strikeouts a year, um, you know, giving you almost two hundred innings. It'd be hard to make an argument also that he can't be a starter, other than he's is not doing very good as a starter right now. You know? Right. Like any he, he hasn't I get it, he is a he has no argument here. He's a bomb relief pitcher. Right. But so if like think why can be a starter, but, they, they, they but, expect, to, but especially, especially are going to let you try to start,
1: but especially in an organization that touts how deep their starting pitching is like you were, it was a parade of guys that started games and you're like, you're going to tell me like, Oh, the, like, Nope, we couldn't, we couldn't use them. Like it started out like before injuries, like you were going to have, you brought in Kim who was a starter and he pitched to close out your first game of the year against Pittsburgh when you had Carlos Martinez, who was your closer the year before. Yeah, it's like they they moved a starter so to be a, close, a closer.
0: Originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yes. that's crazy. So and a starter in another a starter in another league that's not Major League Baseball. I. I don't think that that matters. I mean, like
1: there's Darvish was the same way, Tanaka was the same way. You know, pl- plenty of guys have been successful pitching over there and then coming over to this to MLB. It's like a starter's the starter. Like they're obviously scouting him for that reason. But like Hicks got hurt, you st- you knew you're going to need a closer, and they're like, oh yeah, let's, mo- let's let Kim just pitch as a closer in this situation. Instead of – because Carlos Martinez is a starter. Like, because, yeah, that's that's what we need him to be. That's what he wants to be. Like, that well, is it, just to, poorly you, handled.
0: You But you want him to be a starter, so you have to plan that if he's going to be a successful starter that you have another option at closer, right? Like, you couldn't be like, we're going to give him the shot at starter, and when it doesn't work out, we'll just throw him over to that. Like, in the meantime, what we're going to do – in between that you know like you also have to be prepared for the well now carlos martinez is injured so like you couldn't let i don't think the not signing like bringing kim over was should have really hampered the carlos martinez thing and all I, you brought kim over to ensure quality pitching in your lineup knowing that i can bring over to start because i think that's my need now but i can quickly make him start because he's used to be a starter and you know, that's easy. Another Carlos Martinez, another guy that could do both. Um, the Cardinals like that, like obviously, you know, Wainwright, Kim Martinez, everyone else currently that's all these young kids that are pitching. They're all getting bullpen time and then Ponce alone. Hey, you know, every once in a while here, you'll start. Um, um, right. But all Austin of them, Gambert.
1: but all of them are starters. Like none of them are relievers that turn starters, like they're all starters that they turned into relievers and most starters are capable of being relievers, especially as like a middle reliever. Like the only thing that doesn't equate to like high leverage situations would be like coming in and getting the final three outs, like in that kind of scenario, like it just takes a different mindset. And again, like Wainwright was successful with it in 2006 at like the biggest stage. And then, you know, he definitely should have been like, he was a starter but that's the, the limited capacity that they could use him in um, coming off of the injury. And they didn't really have any other option. Um, and it just worked out. Um, but like all these other guys, like, you know, Gomber, Ponce de Leon, um, Reyes, like they, they were all starters in triple A, like in the minors, that's what they did. So to come up and be like, Hey, we need an arm. Who's the best guy we got. All right, cool. Like, We're going to come up, we're going to use you as a reliever, but we're going to keep you loosened up because we may need you to start at points in time. Um, It's like, I don't think you're going to get, like, Jordan Hicks isn't going to be a starter. Like, you wouldn't be able to go both ways with him. Um, Andrew Miller isn't going to start for you. Um, And I think that that's where, like, Martinez is, is that his issue is that he's only going to be effective and it has proven for quite some time now that it's like one or two times through the rotation or like one or two innings one time through the lineup. Like that's that's where his value is at its highest. You know, it's so like so, he's uh, another Michael Waka.
0: So in 2013, Carlos Martinez appeared in 21 games. Of those 21 games, he only started one game. Of those games, he had 3 holds and 1 save. So you imagine he was coming in 7th inning, 6th 7th inning in 2013. In 2014, played in 57 games, he started 7 of those games mm-hmm. and he had 17 holds, uh 1 save, 5 blown saves. So now in 2014, you're seeing him uh start taking over kind of that 8th inning uh Holding it over to the ninth, but then immediately you get 2015, and he's a 14 game winner starter. Um, right, but so he was a starter. Quickly turned 2014. Um, but he, bullpen starter. He
1: was a starter in the minors. Like he got called up, he was a starter. Like 2000, 2010, 12 games for the Dominican League for the Cardinals, 12 starts. Uh, 2011 across high A and A ball, 18 games, 18 starts. 2011. Right. So, our 2012 yes, so across he, two teams, 22 games, 21 starts. Like, he was a yes, starter. Always, they brought up to be a bullpen starter. pitcher. Right. Yeah. He. All I'm saying is that he is no longer an effective starter.
0: Mm, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say by current – his current numbers, but would you – I think he. I think you'd let him have shots if you needed to give him a shot. Right. You
1: know? And I, if and if it was a situation where the Cardinals absolutely I he, needed especially him,
0: especially if you're the Cardinals, you're already investing money into him to do this.
1: But you're you're investing money into him to be an effective pitcher at the major league level. He isn't doing that as a starter. Like I don't I don't care that they pay him eleven and a half million dollars if he's one of the better relievers in the game. like if he's gonna get you, you know a. Uh, 90 plus percent save percentage like that's pretty decent like that's that's good like that's consistently closing out games yeah so like in a in a year he, that you have like right better. now you have Flaherty you have Wainwright you have Kim you have Michaelis and then you have Reyes you have Ponce de Leon you have Johan Aviado like you have all of these other guys that are also capable of starting it's like, you, you don't need Carlos Martinez to start. If it were a situation where, like, Waino didn't resign, Michaelis was still hurt, and you only had Kim and Flaherty, and you were trying to piece together a rotation, absolutely start Carlos Martinez. But you just don't, you don't need him to start this year. Like, you could totally have him be in the back end of the bullpen to, um like, kind of anchor it down and fill the role that Brebbia was going to fill that, you know, got hurt, then got non-tendered and signed with San Francisco it's like just slide Martinez into the role that was going to be Brevia. you know like if you have Martinez Hicks Gall- Gallegos Cabrera like Miller those five guys anchoring your bullpen and then whoever you don't have starting say say you give it to Reyes so then you have Ponce de Leon you have Gant you know, like you like those those situations like you have Helsley. Like you those are the guys you can then fill out your bullpen with and you're in great shape. If Reyes fails, like you can give give a spot start somewhere. If thing if if all hell breaks loose and you have to give a spot start to Carlos Martinez, I don't think that's the end of the world. I think with the team that you have, if you're going to give Carlos Martinez the number five spot coming out of spring, they're making the wrong decision.
0: Uh, I I think that's just based on how he pitches. I, again, I mean, he only played five games last year. He only played 48 the year before that. Granted, he did close a lot of those games. But, right. He was uh,
1: an effective reliever. He hasn't reliever. played
0: a full year in a while. He hasn't even played uh, he a was, full year in a while. He was there for uh, all of 2019. Well, he, played, uh, he was just a relief so
1: pitcher, so he's like 48 so games on the higher end. 2018 is the year that he got that he got hurt. That's where he had like the 18 starts, got hurt, and then he pitched out of
0: the bullpen. And so he's only – and he's only really coming out of the bullpen because he got injured the previous year. And so they're still kind of – Right, and they didn't –
1: and they didn't need him to start in 2019. They definitely didn't need him to start in 2020. Well, granted, they probably at some point they probably would have because the Cardinals had to play, you know, 850 doubleheaders. So they probably could have utilized him as an innings eater at some point. Um, And I think in in essence, they did. Um, And it just wasn't successful. Like they, they should have gotten the point that like, Hey man, like you're not really pitching longer than like three innings. So what we're going to do is we'll start you for double headers when we can steal two innings because it's only a seven inning game. So if you can get us three innings, it's like you got us five and we'll call that a victory.
0: Yeah, but if if Carlos Martinez can be the Carlos Martinez he was in 2015, 2016, 2017, um and what he was showing, he could be in 2018. I, I I think you have to figure that out if he's going to be that and then if you don't make the correct move off of that and if you just continue to just let him pitch and he's not very good, then that's your problem. But if Carlos it martinez is going to go out there and win you 15 games like 10 games sure. as a number five starter then i that's sure you're and going to take that a lot of teams are going to take that productivity all day long absolutely uh, but and you'll never know if that is the case if we because we also have a bomb bullpen to really say carlos martinez is kind of on our team because he currently has a contract on our team like he he's not really needed any one spot i'd say oh here we go i'd say he's kind of like Vladimir Tarasenko for the Blues he's got a spot obviously when he comes back but they don't I don't think they need him to win games like whatsoever right but in any form if they should have their contract went somewhere else with it they just don't need it are they gonna let him come and be the guy when he comes back probably is that the best move probably not you know I know you're a huge Tarasenko fan, but that's just kind of how I relate oh, that. Like, he's a 40 game winner, he's a 40 games goal scorer. But when's the last time you know? I, I just, it's just not that. Like your team so, is really good without him. Like you could invest that and put focus somewhere else.
1: For for sure. So so again, like if you if you didn't have other options, sure. Then Carlos Martinez, if he's your best option, have him be a starter. But he isn't. To me, saying that Carlos Martinez and making the comparison to Tarasenko, it would be like Vlad saying, well, I'm a center. Like, I, I want to be a center. That's what I want to do. So the Blues are like, cool. Well, let's just find a line to throw you on and be a center, even though you're a winger and you've been successful as a winger and you're effective as a winger. And we could use you as a winger and you, you make our wingers better, but you feel like you're a center. So let's use you as a center that's what martinez is doing with being a starting pitcher like well i'm a starter cool like you might feel like a starter but you can't you aren't going deeper than 4 innings into a game we can't have our fifth starter only pitch 3 or 4 innings every time and when we leave you in for that long we're usually pulling you with a with a deficit so really if we want to get out in front of it we're really going to have you pitch 2 maybe 3 innings that's not a starter that's a long reliever So if you want to be an opener, sure, go ahead, be an opener. Or we can use you effectively one inning. Maybe you'll pitch in a couple games per series. Like we'll probably try not to use you three nights in a row. But if it's a close game, we can bring you in in the sixth. Maybe you can pitch the sixth and the seventh. You can extend it. If our starter gets into trouble, you can be that guy we go to. Like Carlos Martinez can be effective in the role that he is in. Is he going to be a Cardinal next year? Probably not, because he's not going to be worth $17 million, and that's what the club option is. So I shouldn't say that he won't be a Cardinal. They aren't going to sign that option. They may turn around and sign him to a a cheaper deal. Like, that might very well happen. But I think that you have all the arms that you do. You have guys that have also shown success at the major league level, Um, You just talked about how Reyes, you know, like looked great in his starts last year. Well, if you give him the number five spot, there isn't a spot for Martinez. So what are you going to do with him? Or the other way around, if you give it to Martinez, there's not a spot for Reyes. Alex Reyes has the potential to be a starter for the significant future for the Cardinals. Carlos Martinez probably won't be a Cardinal after the season. So just let him go be Mopey and be in the bullpen. Like develop your team for the betterment of your team, not because Carlos Martinez feels like he should be a starter.
0: I'll unmute point if he comes back and he, you know, for sure. Guys out, for sure. Know? Like yes, like hindsight's always going 30. to be twenty
1: twenty. Yeah. Every uh, and I'm not saying that your points aren't good points. They also would be rendered irrelevant if he comes in and his, his numbers look just like they did in 2020, because there's no way you're going to defend it anymore at that point either. I'm just saying, like it, to me, it makes more sense going with who you think a future long-term starter like that's a better investment for your fifth starter. Like that—that's just like my my stance on it. Um, because there's going to be a handful of guys that like you're are going to need to step up in a big way next year anyway, as the team stands like you're you'll ideally be getting Hudson back. So you'll have Flaherty Hudson and Michaelis who knows what Michaelis is going to have this year coming off the injury. Um, who knows what Hudson will have next year, but you got to bring Kim back. Wayno's probably retiring. So you, you got to start to figure out where some of these guys are. So it's like, all right, well, do we let Carlos Martinez try to work through this and be a starter even if he struggles? If he struggles and then you move him to the bullpen and it's like a demotion, like then it's like punishment that he's being put into the bullpen. Because really, if he's not pitching effectively, he's not pitching effectively. It's like, uh, to me, I think it would be it like it would make more sense. Like, cool, let's put you in the bullpen. Let's let's. Utilize you there, and then we'll we'll see where things are at. And if he wants to bitch moan like, oh man, I'm so tired of pitching, you know, f- you know, three out of every five games, and pitching really well and getting big outs for the team and closing games out, I'm just tired of it. Then there's a, a different issue at hand.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I no the cardinals i was so to at least two years now in a row um we've been a top 10 all around era team if not like top five I and mean, we might have been like number one for a while last year apparently some of these like um groups i mean have some pretty big names starting pitching and you know we did a whole lot of guys out there last year uh so at least with pitching, I'm pretty comfortable well, that we have a lot of good. We have a lot of good problems. Last year, like you that.
1: have to throw an Astroscon. Cardinals played oh. majority of their games against some of the worst offenses in baseball. So to lead the league in the, like in ERA or be up there, it's irrelevant. That's like Trevor Bauer.
0: Yeah, but our, our I'm just uh, saying like last year right? has to
1: be. I'm not saying it was bad before then. I'm saying like yeah. last year has I mean, to be taken with a grain of salt.
0: You're also already asterisked because you're in a short year. So, I mean, you might as well not even play the season at that point in time too, right? So, but the point would be, like, your expectation was they were going to be a good club. They did show very well. We did get a lot of people playing time last year um, through pitching, whether it was starting or bullpen, and a lot of guys that had not seen that much time before. Um Shit, it turned Austin Gomber into uh, Nolan Arenado because before last year and probably the previous year, no one like no way is Austin Gomber the, you know, trade piece in a Nolan Arenado deal. So I think we have a lot of good problems at pitching and um, the lineup that they throw out there, I think if it's the fourth and fifth starters not right, we'll quickly figure that out and then we'll, you know, figure out who that guy is. Um, I think as a lot of baseball teams will, you know, that's kind of why they're your fourth or fifth guy. So I think we got a lot of good problems, but there's it definitely, um, have to see how it plays out. You know? Definitely. I, I so, don't, so. I don't
1: disagree with that. Like, it's not a, I, I don't think that there's necessarily a wrong opening answer. It's just a, a an ant, like a decision I would disagree with if that's the route that they decide to go. Like, I like to me. I think the proof is in the pudding. Like Martinez has just been an effective reliever. He has not been an effective starter. He's been effective for one or two innings. Seems great for a relief pitcher. So, like I, I think utilizing him in that role, and then you know, obviously Flaherty, Wayno, Michaelis, Kim, those are pretty much locks for your starting rotation. So utilizing the guys that have been effective as starters you know last year and stuff like that like reyes did look really good um especially towards the end of the year i think he made like what two maybe three starts at the you end of the he, year last year
0: did he make starts i thought he came out of the bullpen most of the year um he and if it if he did make a start it was like one of those like one or two inning starts in a seven inning um year. so so it was only one start
1: um yeah. well, let's see what that when that was though i feel like it was pretty late in the year
0: uh... <laughs> yeah but he did come in he did get into 15 games three holds oh uh... him and genesis cabrera holding it down
1: I could have sworn sworn he made a... Was it the end of 2019, maybe?
0: Oh, go back. This podcast is going to be all Cardinals, dude. We're going to have a whole Cardinals podcast. We
1: talked about Brett Gardner.
0: (laughs) Oh, we did talk about Brett Gardner.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the Yankees just don't have much going on, man. Like, I... They're... it's, It's not as exciting. Like... They have some some battles. It just
0: it isn't. You know who's gonna play the position. Like it's pretty much. Yeah, box. it
1: just it isn't it yeah. isn't as relevant. Like, like I, I guess I shouldn't say like as relevant. It just it isn't as intriguing. Like there's a little bit, um, but yeah, like you know it's gonna be Sanchez and Higashioka splitting time behind the plate. Like if Sanchez hits, he'll start. Otherwise you know Higgy will probably just catch for Cole and it'll be fine. Um Cluberbeck. Yeah, can I get Higgy too? Yeah, I mean. Me Higgy. Uh Voight at first, uh LeMahieu at second, Torres at short, Ursula at third. Um Fraser and left, Hicks in center, Judge in right, Stanton DHing. You're going to have, you know, they signed Gardner, he's going to be on the bench somewhere. Um you know, you're probably looking at like Tyler Wade um you know being a, a bench spot. Um probably like uh, you know, Estrada or like uh Andy Haar taking a spot. Um you know, or, or some combination there of like maybe like Gardner and then probably one other outfielder between like Allen, Bruce and Talkman um you're gonna have Higgy you're gonna have Wade and then probably like it's like I would think it'd probably be Estrada it could be Duhar if he also can play first um but Estrada gives you the capability of like he can play short and you can sit Torres he can play third and you can sit Urshela He can play second, you can sit LeMahieu. He can play second, you can move LeMahieu to first and sit Voight. Um, It's like he just gives you more of a utility spot. It's like you get backups for multiple spots with one guy. Um, So that's what I would think it would be. would be like Higgy, Gardner, um, Estrada, Wade, and like one other guy that that's really all you're fighting for in terms of position players is like who gets that last bench spot, like Talkman, Bruce, or Allen. So it's Mm -hmm. gonna be an outfielder. Um I think all three of them hit left handed. So you're like that that's probably where you're at. Um well Allen hit is a switch hitter. Um but uh Talkman's a lefty and then Bruce is a lefty. Um and then from a pitching perspective, like obviously you have Cole, um, you have Kluber, you have Tyon. Um you're you're probably gonna run with like uh Davy Garcia. Um Herman's coming back, like he'll be available. Strong possibility he's in the rotation. Um you got Jordan Montgomery still, so he'll, like, he'll be fighting for a rotation spot. Uh, Clark Schmidt I think, was going to have a chance to compete now that he's being shut down for a month. Obviously, he won't be in the picture. Um, Severino won't be back to like, closer to the All-Star break, if not later um, from his Tommy John surgery. So, yeah, I mean, I, so it's, like, Montgomery probably makes the rotation so Cole Kluber Tyon Montgomery and really it's like Herman or Garcia to start Um, Severino will get back into the mix as he gets healthier Schmidt will get into the mix as he you know when he gets healthy and Michael King Uh, but I think to start it's really Herman or Garcia Um, unless someone gets hurt and or unless Herman like coming back to the team just isn't isn't accepted as well as it should be, and it's causing problems in the clubhouse, then it's Garcia. But I th- I think that that's all you're really fighting for. Like, yep, yeah, there's a couple different options, but I think to start the season, Herman and Garcia both have had success. I mean, to me, Herman won 18 games in 2019. So, <clears throat> like, I I hope it works out. I think he was good, promising. Um, and then the bullpen
0: is the bullpen. He would just look right past his problems, Fags. Um, I mean, he, benefits he, you, dude.
1: He, he served he's his true. punishment. Hopefully he no learned joke. his lesson, doesn't do it again. You know, I'm not going to chastise him for the rest of his life. He fucked up. He made a mistake.
0: I will say he's no longer allowed on my fantasy
1: team. <laughs> hey, fair enough. I hope Wait, the you other, I hope the other 14 owners feel the same way,
0: and I'll draft him in with my last pick. That'd uh, be great. Yeah, a general rule in fantasy football for me is I don't draft uh, women women beaters, um, just because I don't want to be rooting for a guy that you know beat his girlfriend or his wife. And it's really hard okay. to not root for a guy if they're on your fantasy team. So I just try to at all costs stay away. It's pretty easy though for the most part. There's not like a lot of guys, so I just you know.
1: no. I get and it. if
0: it was everybody beating their wife, I think I'd just have to like stop. Watch it. Right. that's just no longer for the
1: NFL. Like, we just acceptable, like I don't know about this. Yeah, unless I mean we talked about it briefly before we started recording, like I it got handled. They did their investigation. He didn't appeal his suspension. Like it was a mistake. He had been drinking. It's not an excuse. He fucked up. He served his time. He you know, was supposed to meet with uh media for the first time on Saturday. Um, since it all kind of happened, he ended up postponing that cause he wanted to be able to talk with all of his teammates and coaches first, um, and have like some more personal conversations. Uh, he apparently had like a pretty long conversation with Chapman who is like also served a suspension for domestic abuse, like back in like, I think it was like 2015 or something like that. Um, I think he was still with the Reds at the time or it might've been like right before he came over. I think it was like the season before they traded for him, so it might have been like the 2015 off season, or like the end of 2015, mm-hmm. something like that. Because so I think the Yankees got him in 2016, traded him in 2016, and then signed him in 2017. Um, but, yeah, it's like he, from the, the stuff that's being reported, it seems he's making the right steps. So I hope it works out, um, and hopefully it doesn't. He doesn't repeat it, you know, for for the benefit of the Yankees and also just the women in his life. Like whether he, you know, he retires or whatnot, hopefully he just doesn't put his hands on a woman or really anyone else for that matter, because I just rarely think that violence is the answer.
0: Um, We're not out here trying to be Domingo Harmon's sentence or by any means. We're right. Just... Stating your own opinion that if you beat your girlfriend or wife, we're not going to do you. Fair. If that's what um, you're listening to the show about, we don't typically do a podcast about that. So. True. It's yeah, like the one thing we, don't, yeah, have we don't have a podcast well, yeah, there's probably, for now, There's probably now a lot of things we don't have a podcast. I'm going to go through my list of like, if I'm like not beating your wife or girlfriend's on there, there's probably definitely other things that are on there. But for, I'd say 99% of things we got a podcast for. True.
1: Yeah, and then like in terms of the bullpen, um, obviously you got Chapman, Britton, Green anchoring things down. Um, they brought in O'Day. Um, they brought in Wilson. Um, it's like those five guys there. Um you know, there's the the Luis Sessas, the Jonathan the that are like your long relievers. Um I imagine that they, you know, they make the club um, out of spring. Um, and then it, it could be like some of the other guys that you, you don't see. Like if if Garcia doesn't make the rotation and they go with Herman, Garcia might be in the bullpen or Herman might be in the bullpen. Like, hey, we aren't going to utilize you as a starter, but we want you to be with the major league club. We want you to start to repair these relationships. We'll use you in sparing spurts, something along those lines. So like there just there isn't a lot of competition. It's more of like okay, you made decisions. Like you, we know what the roster looks like. Um, everyone's power rankings have you at number three behind the NL West. Um. So let's let's just get healthy, do yoga, handle business, and win an AL pennant, and, it, and yeah. we'll we'll see who we play in the in the World Series. Um, Um, so i'm i'm excited because the start the start of spring games i get to i get to see what kluber has i get to see what tyon has um i get to watch you know the, the the battle like i get to watch my my boys play um you know there there just isn't like that that same level of intrigue where there's like man what what's gonna go on like even with like the like we talked about with the Kisner situation like what what's going to happen there like does Heinemann have a big spring and like earn himself a backup spot and Kisner just plays in Memphis um who who's going to get the fifth spot in New York like there's six guys it could go to um who's going to solidify up the back end of the bullpen like what's Hicks going to look like coming back from being healthy what's Michaelis look like coming back being healthy what's Arenado look like in a Cardinals uniform How's Edmund look being an everyday starter? Like, there's, there's just a lot of intrigue, like, who's going to win out the outfield positions because there's five guys, arguably, that could start every day. Um, you know, or I guess I guess probably more realistically four with Fowler being out of the mix. Um, what, Bader, O'Neal, Carlson, Thomas. I guess you could maybe throw, like, Justin Williams in there. Um, but like Austin Dean and Justin Williams are fighting for, you know, maybe that, that fourth or fifth outfield spot. Um, you know, you were just talking about there being an article talking about Nolan Gorman playing second base and spending time in corner outfield. So he, you know, he's in the mix. Maybe he makes things happen. Um, so they're, they're just, there's a lot more intrigue in Cardinals camp than the Yankees camp at least sure. a start it might clear up real quick you know like you know maybe everyone and their mom gets hurt in the yankee camp and then it's like all right now it's intriguing because
0: who the hell are we gonna start because here like, comes kevin mather yeah starting for the new york yankees yeah look at me david garvin stealing um, tvs <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, take oh, a minute Yeah, what a great movie yeah. uh, That's uh, not me uh, <laughs> Mr. Garvin, we have you on <laughs> uh, On TV yeah. Look at me, David Garvin Stealing TVs Yeah, yeah no, that's not me <laughs> Allegedly
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh, I can go if you guys have something to deal with I'll just leave and come yeah. back out it back <laughs>
1: Um, but no, I mean outside of of that though, like pretty quiet. Um, hot stove starting to kind of put her out. Um, and I was looking at today, like there's a decent amount of like recognizable names that are still free agents. Um, so it'll be interesting to see like what happens and maybe like you know over the course of the next couple weeks um, to see yeah. if any of these guys get picked up. Um, the only ones of note that I I made note of, I guess we can hit on real quick. Um, we talked about Rich Hill signing with um, with the Rays that ended up happening uh, one year, two and a half million dollars. Um, and then the Orioles signed Matt Harvey to a minor league contract, which I I think is a a great guy to take a flyer on. Like he hasn't really found success, you know, since leaving New York. Um he was real bad when he started a little briefly in Cincinnati. I think he was in Kansas City last year made like a start or two didn't wasn't great not great <laughs> um, could have been better, but yeah i mean like i I think it's like, like I think the Orioles are the type of team that should take that sort of flyer um you're you're realistically like your expectations going into the season are probably fighting for fourth place to beat out Boston. Um, Tampa Bay and New York are two of the better teams in the AL. Uh, The Blue Jays are up and coming and they made a lot of, a lot of moves this off season. Um, So I think they're going to be a really good team. It's going to be tough. Like when you're playing, you know what? 57 games against those three teams. Um, of your 162 like that's that's rough. Um, so it I, I think that it's uh it's just like a hey, this is a guy we're gonna give a shot to minor league deal. We'll see what happens. maybe he you know revitalizes his career while he's there. Um, and then ra I'm sure will be you know 20 game winner some nonsense. Just drinking from the fountain of youth, him and Chris Archer and Michael Wacha, just you know, behind glass. Now <laughs> they're gonna put together like the best rotation in baseball somehow, because that's what Tampa Bay does. Um, Michael Wacha is gonna be Cy Young winner, dude. Yeah, some something dumb. Um, so so yeah, I'll see. I think with those four, and then it'll probably be like Ryan Yarbrough. Like they just sneakily have like. You know, it, it's like an ace and then four guys that you have no idea what you're going to get um, that have at times shown a flash of brilliance um, and then just couldn't put it together over an extended period of time. But somehow they'll all like, hey, guys. I'll be darned like we tried, like, let's just make the most of it, like do this one for the Gipper and they all they'll just be studs. All of them, you know, sub three, five ERAs, just, you know, 12 to 18 wins apiece. You know, everyone's, all of them are going to, each one of them is going to pitch 150 plus innings. This is going to be stupid. I'm just going to watch Tampa Bay sit at the top of the leaderboard all year because their pitching staff pitches some ridiculous amount.
0: Just, yeah, but like every time they play the Yankees, they just like just yeah, just put one, up on godly two, three, numbers. One, two, yeah, uh-huh. like the Yankees are going
1: to have like twelve hits all year against Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, you know, just just for simple math, so everyone knows it's seven no hitters against the Yankees incoming. coming, pretty much all no hitters. Yeah, that's all they're going to do: twelve one hitters, seven no hitters, one hitter quitters. Yeah, um, I'll I'll say. Yeah, it'll it'll be like twenty hits off of Tampa Bay starters
0: this season, all year. It'll be annoying. Well, good thing they go to their bullpen at like the fifth inning, so. Right. You don't even got to run them out of the game. They're gonna go to the bullpen in the fifth inning, so. Yeah. You know, you just gotta at least hold off to the fifth, to the fifth, and then you're, you know, you got a chance. Um, and then. Uh,
1: yeah, so other other than that, Rant Fest, I guess the last thing we can touch on. So we had talked about the, the top 100 right now. Um, at least we kind of gave some rundown, a little bit about our guys. Um, the top 20 has officially been announced as well, so all of them are out there. Um, I'll just run, run through them real quick, so 20 to 1. Um, but George Springer, Jose Ramirez, Manny Machado... Alex Bregman, Trevor Story, Francisco Lindor, uh, DJ LeMayhew is number 14. Nolan Arenado is number 13. Uh, Shane Bieber, Garrett Cole at number 11. Uh, Cody Bellinger, uh, Christian Yellick, Anthony Rendon, which I have no idea how he's number eight, but whatever.
0: Yeah, There's loving on them. Yeah.
1: Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., um, crotch grabber Juan Soto. <laughs> at number uh, five, uh, uh, Freddie uh, Freeman. Number four, Jacob Degrom. Number three, Mookie Betts. Number two, Mike Trout. And number Bryce one, Bryce Harper. Number one, yeah. Bryce right. Harper. Number twenty-two. Well, yeah.
0: that can't even crack the top twenty. I can't yeah. even crack it. Um, yeah,
1: up. I think there um, was like three each from both of our teams. Um, I think Arenado at thirteen. Goldschmidt at 32, yeah. and I think Flaherty at 68. I think that was it. Um, and then I guess there's more more Yankees than that. Uh, Lemayhu at 14, Judge at 21, Um, void at 41, sure. Torres at 64, Urshela at 78. And Stanton at
0: 97. Um, Stanton. Stanton's just on the list because his contract's so large, they have to put him on there. <laughs> Fair, maybe who knows? Um, it's in
1: his contract that MLB always has to rate him in the top 100, yeah. And then I, I was looking at it, so I think, um, exit was um Marcelo Zuna is on the list as a former cardinal um Voit obviously former cardinal mm-hmm. um I know there's a couple others on there um Lance Lynn on there is former cardinal friend of the show Lance Lynn um and then i think uh yeah randy Arena. it's like four guys that were former cardinals um but i think like a lynn uh voight were all guys that were that like came up as like in the cardinal organization um so i thought that, that was cool i was like hey like at least they getting some love um Jack Flaherty bailing out the Cardinals, otherwise they wouldn't have anybody homegrown on the list. There are other two guys they stole from teams. Yeah. <laughs> and I I literally mean that when I say they stole them. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So maybe we'll uh if this next week is just as slow, maybe we'll we'll get into that. Like I said, I think games start later this week. Um. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this weekend. Yep. I think, I think maybe this this yeah, I think it's like the 28th or something like that. Yeah, um, 28th, right. But so maybe we can we can get a little bit more into that. Um obviously we still have the MLB expansion exercise that we can get into at some point. Um and then I think we'll uh at least soon enough we'll have the uh the fantasy corner. I know we we kind of talked fantasy a little bit tonight, but we'll get into it more um i think it would be cool to get some of the other guys on from the league on here but it'll be interesting to get your take on uh you know, your your thoughts expectations whatnot as being a, a first year owner uh coming in the league so we'll uh we'll make sure to have that happen um our fancy draft is the 27th um so the saturday before the the fire the season fires up um, so we'll just, we'll try to get, get your thoughts on, on some stuff, set the table for the season, Illya. figure out what we want that, uh what we want that little segment to look like um, before, before the season starts. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, Carlos Martinez gives us something to talk about next week. Oh, he's putting them away. Yep. I feel like his starts will be extremely scrutinized this spring for no reason. Hopefully it's busier than that and we don't have to do that. Um but cool. Anything on on your end? Like
0: nothing really uh, left that I have
1: that would be short enough to get out of here in a reasonable time.
0: Uh no, yeah, no, I think I'm uh pretty good can't wait for games to start uh waiting for my uh free mlb so i can watch spring training and uh (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. ready for a full uh season two of the interleague yeah Yeah, it should be started yeah
1: it'll be a lot of fun to not be in a sprint um i i very much enjoy the marathon aspect of baseball um hopefully there's uh no extended you know two three week breaks that uh either of our teams suffer because of covid um hopefully vaccines work and safety protocols are effective and season goes off without a hitch
0: i'm uh putting uh the uh broadcast schedules for our teams and discord cool cool appreciate you appreciate you um, oh you guys start the season
1: off first the blue jay yeah at home open oh, it up yeah. on thursday the first i think cardinals yeah, yeah. are on the road for two series before they come home
0: yeah your game will be on the radio on the but then most of them will be on the yes network but the first game is just on the radio, it looks like. The Cardinals... I'll
1: find some way to watch it. I'm sure on MLB TV. Not
0: even on the radio. Oh,
1: I'm sure yeah, Toronto... I'm sure Toronto will televise it. Or it'll just be... Or it's it's not shown because it's going to be nationally televised or something. Because I know that's the one of the earliest games. There's two that start at 1 Eastern. And the Yankees are one of those games. So it'll probably be like Fox's, you know... Game or something, so just be nationally televised to start the season.
0: The uh... The Cardinals for their spring training games don't have. Or uh... were you looking at the spring?
1: Are we talking about spring training? Yeah, 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 spring training, spring training. Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, I thought you were talking about regular season. My bad. So ignore everything I just said because I'm pretty sure no spring training games will be nationally televised. I love my Yankees, but they're not that. Not
0: that big of a deal. If the Cardinals on their schedule don't have any tele like games that show either on the radio or televised. So we'll yeah, <laughs> Ballys <laughs> hasn't figured it out yet, so that is probably fucking true. Yep. Yeah. But
1: all, all right. right. Well, we can wrap this one up. Um Spring training right around the corner. Exciting times. Um, thanks for sticking with us through the off season. And uh we're glad baseball's back. Thanks for stopping by. Stay cool.
0: Bryce Harper's a script.
1: Counterpoint, fuck Johnny Cueto, too. <laughs> <laughs>